the thing of all astrology and numerology for me is that it gives us permission to be who we already are. It gives us something that we can point at and say, well, you know, I, I'm like that because I'm a, and then fill in the blank. Hi, I'm Bonnie Gillespie, and you're entering a world gone good. Well, hello, my name is Steve, and this is World Gone Good, the podcast where we highlight the good out there that's still going on in the biggest and littlest of ways. You can help us spread our good by sharing, subscribing, rating, reviewing us on whatever platform you are listening in on. You can also follow us on Instagram at World Gone Good Podcast and Twitter at World Gone Good One. That's World Gone Good, followed by the number one. And you know what else you can do? You can visit our kick-ass website created by my friend Lisa anytime you need some good. It is worldgonegoodpodcast.com, worldgonegoodpodcast.com. So many ways to enjoy some good, so many ways to help spread some good. Today, we are embracing our woo with a big old woo-woo. I want you to stop everything you are doing and let out a woo-woo. Go on. I'll wait. Did you do it? You wooed? You may be wondering what the woo I'm talking about, and you are about to find out. Bonnie Gillespie is a longtime friend of mine. We first met through my old show, 15 Minutes of Femme. I was recently on the Insta, as the kids like to say, and I saw this newish thing she's doing called Chart Harmony, and I was like, what is Chart Harmony? So I clicked on it, and it took me right to the dark web where all my information was stolen, and now I'm stuck in the Dominican Republic with no passport. Will you send me your life savings? Um, Just kidding. I'm fine. You can still send me your life savings if you want to. Chart Harmony is all about the numbers. That's what I learned when I clicked on it. Specifically, your number, my number two, and how it translates back to who we are, how we move through life, and where we are set to go. So here's what you got to do. Go grab a piece of paper and a pen and get ready to do some math. Oh, I hate math. It's easy. Don't worry. With Bonnie and me. Trust me, you're going to find this fun and really enlightening. Well, Bonnie Gillespie, you're one of my favorite people for a number of reasons. One of the reasons is your cousin (laughs) was my very first guest and is tied with being on this show the most times with Mary Weiss. Your cousin's Faith Saley. Yay, cousin Faith. How are you guys cousins? So how are we guys cousins? Uh, We are actually not cousins in real life. Oh, yeah. It's it's, a lie. It's one of those uh, internet mythology things now, but it actually happened before there was the internet in our lives. We met on a commercial shoot in the early 80s, and I was a student at North Springs High School, and she was about to become a student at North Springs High School. And I said, we could be cousins. You could come from a school that's like not around here and then into the school that we're going to be in together. Anyway, we concocted this whole amazing situation from a swimming pool after the commercial shoot because we were, you know, doing the whole like kids on a shoot. This is the Patty Duke show. Isn't it amazing? Yeah. So because we didn't, because her brothers, of course, were at the same high school, but they're so much older. And so she's like, no, this is great. We're cousins and you're just a year older than me. So it's perfect. 
so she can come in like right after me and I've given her like the the beat. I've I've given her, you know, shown her the rounds. And so I'm describing like how the school is laid out and where she needs to spend time and all this. So when when she got to school, we were cousins and then it just made its way into Hollywood lore. <laughs> like I feel like like a not a lie has been truthed, but I feel like a whole like a like a curtain has been pulled back on my life. This well, so I'm glad we have this demystifying moment. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's. Wait, it's am I better to know this or not know this? <laughs> you would prefer that I tell you that we had like parents related or something. I can do that too. Whatever, whatever you need. I mean, honestly, <laughs> I mean, we we grew up in Atlanta. I mean, we we very very easily could be related. <laughs> Now tell everybody what you do because you do two very different things. Let's start with what you do for actors, performers, as such. What is that life? Okay, so I do I do casting. So technically, I do three things. Uh, I, I do this casting thing. I I worked on an Emmy winning show a couple years back. I am very very happy to have spent a lot of time in the casting side of actors' worlds. But most actors know me for self management for actors which is a book I wrote 20-something years ago uh, in its first edition. It's now in its fourth edition, sixth printing, textbook at colleges and even high schools all over the world. Um, I work with actors on the business side and mindset of a healthy creative career. On this note, you have a whole other life, and that whole other life is called Chart Harmony. Yes. And I am going to read right from your website. To do Chart Harmony, you do not need to be an astrologer. Oh, I need, no, I need one of those, eh, like um, Family Feud. Um, <laughs> understand your chart. Uh, meditate regularly. Be into, I love this, hashtag witchy shit. <laughs> and there's a big check next to this in blue. That means this is what we do do. Want to balance your love, abundance, vitality, and more with ease. So Chart Harmony is your company, and it is what you're passionate about. It is not astrology. It is numerology. It's both. Okay. Yeah, it's 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 both. I definitely use planetary days of the week. I use yes, a ton of numerology and I use the signs that the moon is moving through every day uh, or every two and a half days that it changes signs and that combination of planetary days of the week, the numerology of the day and the sign that the moon is in creates a flavor. And technically, it's 756 unique combinations of flavors wow. that get created off these 28 things. Because we have, you know, seven days of the week, nine numbers in numerology, because we don't do the double numbers for this particular process, and then 12 different signs that the moon moves through. So math, all of that makes 756 unique combinations off those 28 elements. So it really ha- happened organically that I started applying chart harmony to my own life just to make it feel like I'm not pushing against the energies of the cosmos and the numbers, but instead working with it. And as I started integrating this more and more with some of my acting clients, and then obviously with my own personal life, uh, more and more overtly, I started seeing people get really successful really fast. And I'm talking, you know, like, clients holding up things that are gold and shiny because we specifically strategize, meet with the agent this day, not that day, sign the contract this day, not that day. And I realized the secret weapon that I have could actually be a little more out in the world. And that is what has evolved over the most recent years of my life. 
So there's math going on, but here's my question. Is there history going on? Is there Inca, Mayan, Greek, Roman? Where does the base come from, or is it all math? So I think probably the the best way for me to articulate this is to go back to my childhood and my brand as the astrologer's daughter is because when my mom and dad broke up uh, after 28 years of marriage, my mom and I were alone. I have these two older brothers who were already gone and out of the house by the time all this was. And you have cousin Faith. I have cousin Faith. I've got, this is before I met cousin Faith, though. Okay, so it's, okay, got it, got it, got it. Go ahead, sorry, go ahead. This is the '70s, and so I met I met cousin in in the '80s on a commercial set, and so this would would have been long before that when my mom was just looking at her life. No, you know, college. She didn't go to college or get a degree or anything, and her job had always been mother of two boys in the '50s and '60s. And so here it is, the 70s, and she's got this daughter and no husband, and now we're living off $8,000 a year in alimony and child support, and our lives were just decimated. And she really started just picking up everything to go, why did this happen? How, how did this happen in my life? And what the hell am I going to do to support us? And that led her to astrology. And as she learned astrology and then started a business for which she earned her first $20 in 1977, uh, she, she was doing a reading for a friend and he said, Charlesy, this is amazing. You need to get paid for this. And he put $20 on that, that big cabinet television that we all had in the seventies. He, he put it like right on top of that desk like thing, because that's what she was working off of as a desk. And, uh, and that was when her business was born. I had been learning astrology and numerology alongside her. The reason numerology took root so easily for me is because it was a language I already spoke. It was numbers. Well, let me ask let me ask you a question though. Is there anything to when somebody says you should be paid for this? Validating it, right? That's one. Two, he gave her $20. Does the number 20 have anything to do with anything? I'm just asking. Those are my two questions. Go. Answer. <laughs> I never actually looked at the what the $20 means, but the two numerology, because what you do is anytime you have numbers that are greater than one digit, you add the numbers down until you get to a single digit. So a $20 bill, two plus zero would take you down to a two for the numerology of that, that note. And a two is an emotional number. It is one that is very nurturing. It is um, the 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 phrase mom always do always used about a two was uh, a, abort or knit booties that that's got the energy of okay you now have this seed planted the one and in a two year or month or day or part of your life that is represented by a two you have this energy of can I really grow this thing is this going to take root? Am I going to nurture it or am I going to kill it off and start over because it's just too scary? And I I had never actually considered that the two from that $20 bill had that energetic signature of a little bit of doubt, but ultimately nurturing to grow the seed that was planted the year before, which would have been a year in which she was really getting her voice as an astrologer. She went on to become uh, Cousin Faith, got many readings from her. Mom went on to become a very, very much world-renowned astrologer with 5,000-something clients by the time she passed away in 2000. Okay, a couple more questions. First of all, you keep using the words woo. Tell my audience what that means so that they understand. 
Woo is short for woo-woo. And woo-woo <laughs> and woo-woo is this uh, interesting term of not quite endearment, uh, which is why I shorten it to woo because then I I am sort of owning it as uh, as something that is cute and sweet and and not at all pejorative. But there there was definitely a a culture out there of anti woo-woo. Uh, there is a derision around the whole. Oh, you're one of those. You're into crystals and psychics and crystal balls and rune stones and Reiki healing. And what they wouldn't even know the vocabulary to, to throw those out with those t- kinds of tones to you, really. But I would say woo woo represents anything that science alone cannot explain yet they will lean on things like we're going to wait until we're at a full moon to do this scientific thing because of the moon's influence on the earth and the tides. And I'm like, you think that's not actually using astrology, but it is. It's it's just acknowledging that there is uh, an influence in this world that is bigger than what we can possibly see or understand or wrap our brains around in terms of science. That said, astrology has a lot of math involved. There is a ton of physics in the sky happening there with angles and relationships, and then using those to represent things that happen in our lives uh, is the connection, I think, that makes things woo. Let me be honest here. If you can be okay and cool with going to church, going to synagogue, going to a mosque, praying to a belief in a faith, there's that word again, uh, not much different in some ways, right? Maybe? I, I think definitely, because, you know, show me where in science you can tell me that there is God. Tell me, you know, show me in science where you can tell me this book that we're going to believe is true. You know, how much do we know now and continue to learn daily about the way things were written to advantage certain people and to disadvantage other people and how much agenda is baked into everything that we read and and know and decide is true. And it's like, how, how much of that is based off we just, we have beliefs and astrology is no different. Numerology is no different. And I, the thing is, I'm a genderless. If you're not into it, if it doesn't work for you, I'm certainly not pushing that on anyone. I'm saying it works for me. If it happens to work for you, if you've got places in your life that are feeling like they could use a little more support, we've got some chart harmony that we could do around that. And if that makes you feel more supported and sure enough, you get results, bonus points. So then I come to you and I ask you this question, do people come to you with a specific question in mind or are you giving a general reading or is it a mix of both? With Chart Harmony, it's you tell me there's an area in your life that you've come at from every possible direction and it's just, I, I, I need more support with this. For example, you come to me and say, I still can't make money off this business that I launched a couple of years ago, trying to get out of my crap job. I want to stop working for other people. I want my thing to to happen. So it's like, it'll be in an area rather than I have a specific question about, you know, is my pricing correct? Or, you know, is my sales funnel working? Or should my marketing language be improved? Whatever, which I mean, that's all stuff I can coach on as well. It's just not what they come to me about. 
for chart harmony, they will mostly come with something that is uh, in a general area, not working. So what can we throw at this? It happens on a couple different levels. There's the one which is just, I'm going to teach you what the elements of chart harmony are, and then you're going to do it yourself because I teach you what the planetary days of the week are. I teach you what the nine numbers are. I teach you what the 12 signs that the moon goes through favor. And then you do that combination and determine which of the 756 unique options we're on today. And then you do the things that lean into that. Or you go, Bonnie, that sounds like a lot of work. Will you just tell me what to do? And in that <laughs> I do your chart. I pull it up. I take a look at it. I see strengths and weaknesses. I see places that could be better supported. Like for me personally, I have uh, Mars in a place in my chart that it hates being. And sure enough, Mars will be a dick to me. And Mars likes being a dick to people who are really sensitive. And I'm really sensitive. So wait, can we be clear about something? Mars, the planet, Mars, the god. Mars the, both. Mars the planet who is yeah. named after Mars the god. Yeah. So it was really interesting when I hit you up for this and said, come on here. If you want to come on here, uh, love to have you. And you wrote me back, yes, I'd love to be on there. And then you suggested, why don't you give me your birthday and I'll read your chart. And I said, well, that sounds great. And we both agreed that we'd record on today, a Monday. And you said, when's your birthday? And I wrote you back and said, well, coincidentally, my birthday is the Monday we're recording. My birthday is today. And, <laughs> and so here we are. And um, we are going to, I guess, give me a chart reading of some sort. And then I'm going to slide $20. I have to go find a really old television. <laughs> Love it. Love it. Well, so let's let's start with the numerology of it, because this is stuff that people can do even if they don't know where or what time you're born. And you were born a six. And if you want to know how I got to that, I just add down the the number of the day, the number of the month, and the number of the year in which you were born until I get to a single digit. And that number is six. So the person who was born a six has the energy of the healer. They are domestic in terms of focus, meaning house and home has to feel good. They throw a great dinner party. They like keeping things feeling like an environment has been created that everyone has everything that they need. And if there is a problem, they're going to be solution oriented. Uh, they spend a lot of time on themselves and the, the people that they love doing things that feel like repair energy. Like, how can we make this better? How can we improve? How can we, how can we make the world even better with every single thing that we do? So that's kind of your set point for the world and how you view it numerologically. That's pretty accurate. The only thing is that's missing that should have began this whole thing is a six is smoking hot. I did not include that. I'm sorry. I left that out. I assumed that was known. You can't be a 10 because a 10 is two digits. So a six is close enough. That's right. And by the way, the smoke and hotness of you comes from your moon in Leo. Oh, okay. Keep going. I like where we're going now. <laughs> well, the a moon, in, a moon in Leo, like you, you are not only smoking hot, but you really like hearing it. <laughs> the moon in Leo says, please let me know how beautiful I am. And by the way, erect a shrine to me. That would be great. Nice. Okay. Keep going. I'm with you. But it's a service you're doing. You just want more people to be healed by having that. I'm just here to help. That's right. That's right. Okay. Oh, no, and I just noticed that you have Scorpio in the seventh house, which means you're really great in bed, but you knew that also. Okay. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Well, I mean, mom, <laughs> wait, we should have prefaced this. Mom, stop. Pause. 
Okay, go ahead. I'll edit that. I'll edit before. Keep going. So what I also do using numerology is I take a look at the year that you're in. And so you have just entered a four year. So let's take you back to the one year, which for you was 2019. You planted seeds in 2019 that you will spend a nine year cycle growing, working on, experiencing the benefits of. And so in the one year, 2019, that you planted the seeds, you had ideas, you met with people, you created things, you, you really started the mindset of here's some new stuff that I want happening in my life. And in the two year, which was 2020, there's that abort or knit booties energy that we were talking about in my mom's life with that $20 bill, right? So that energy is, oh, should I or shouldn't I? And certainly a lot of that could just be, you know, quarantine times put an impact on how you may have felt about the seeds that you planted in 2019. But whatever it is that you nurtured in 2020, in 2021, you started seeing the results. You started seeing some manifestation of that energy. And then here we are in 2022, you're in a four year, which is all about hard work. It's roll up the sleeves, put in the work, get shit done, because now you've got this thing that you've built and you got to keep it going. And then it will continue on through the five, the six, the seven, the eight, the nine. And in that nine year, you are at the end of the cycle of this thing that you started in 2019 energetically. How did you come up with 2019, the year? 2019 was your one year because if we take your birthday, 124, and add it to 2019 and take it down to a single digit, we get a one. And the reason I know that is because I did the current year first. Wait, said, do that again. Do that again. My brain. Go ahead. Say that sure. again. Sure. So the way we get down to the, the, the reason I used 2019 to come up with a one was because first I used 2022 to come up with what's your number of the year. Why did you use 2020? Oh, because we're in a current 2022. Got it. I'm an idiot. Go ahead. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. And so, then you kept going, 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 going. So you came down to a one. Okay. Right. right. So in 2022, you're in a four year. So then I just went, okay, math, what would, what would he have been in a one year during? And that was 2019. And so if we want to just do the math of that, adding oh, down your month, okay. your day and 2019, we now don't use the year because we're now not worried about your birth number. We're just looking at what is your vibe for the year? And so this is really great because even without knowing the year someone's born, you can tell what kind of year they're having just by knowing their month and day. Because you're cycling. You're cycling through a nine-year period. Is that what you're telling us? Because it's under 10 because we have the single digit going on. You got it. Exactly right. And we all have these nine-year cycles. And if you want to check it for like, how did, let's go, let's look at 2021 since you've completed that now and know how that felt. That was a year of manifestation, of celebration, of seeing things come to fruition, of really getting a sense of, okay, yeah, this is going to go. This is going to work. In 2021, you had that three vibe. You also had it in 2012. You also had it in 2003. You also had it in 1994. You also had it in 1985. And you see, I'm just going back nine years. So a four year is the fourth year in a nine year cycle. And it has characteristics that are pre-written based on what? I want to say there's there's something Ptolemaic, uh, like from Ptolemy about the the numerology. I don't use Vedic, although that is also a way you can do numerology, and and both are tied to astrology in that way. 
I don't actually do so much about the history of where it all comes because of how young I was when I learned it. And that is part of why I was sort of slow to start up this formalized business around the astrologer's daughter work and specifically chart harmony, because I felt like I need to get my gaps in my vocabulary kind of improved here. And where were you? Where were you in your nine year cycle when you started your company? And was it a safe, was it a safe, good place to be? Hmm. That's a really, really good question. Uh, I was actually just meeting with my attorney about when we, cause we have to put data first use of the phrase that we're trademarking. Uh, and I was like, let me look at exactly when that happened. And I pulled up the chart of it and it was beautiful. And I didn't even take a look at like what the numerology of the year was. I go so micro. I look at the numerology of the day. Um, and it was on a three day that we first used the phrase chart harmony. Uh, and I was going back and looking at screen grabs where I had like taken screen grabs of conversations I was having over text with my trainer and my coach and members of my team to try and like, is it this phrase? Is it this phrase? Is it this phrase? Um, but yeah, I mean, there are, there are people out there that do this auspicious elections experience with charts where they will pick the best days of the year based on certain planetary aspects. And I say, yeah, you could do that, but you could also just do it with numerology. And then all you have to know how to do is count. It's pretty accurate what you did when you gave me a six and told me what a six means, because I attribute a lot of that to my parents, because I don't know what they, we'd have to add up their numbers, but that's how I was raised. I was raised to take, make sure everybody else was happy. I was raised to take care of everyone else. I was raised, I say this respectfully, to put my needs second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, last, make sure everybody else is, you know, happy and satisfied and has what they need beyond what I need. And it's interesting too, what you said about, you know, being like, you know, uh, Suzanne, the happy homemaker, because that is me. We all have a life car. And our life car is driven by one of the signs that's in our big three, which I'll get to in a moment. We have the navigator, which is another of those signs. And then we have the backseat driver, which is in charge of our emotional needs. The big three in our charts are our, and I'll do them in the order that I just did them in the car, the driver, our rising, the navigator, our sun, and the backseat driver in charge of the needs, that's the moon. And so you have a car, a life car that is driven by Taurus because you're a Taurus rising, which means you have this initiative for everything being luxurious, nice, upgraded, lovely, sustainable, responsible, enduring. And it is very important to you that like the texture is good. The flavor, like if you're creating a meal, it's like things have to feel good on your tongue. Like you really want the whole sensual experience because your entire chart is Venus ruled because Taurus is ruled by Venus. And that means you really have this car that's driven through life dedicated to what's the most beautiful, enduring, sustainable, luxurious experience that I can have and give to those who come along this ride with me. Now, meanwhile, you have a navigator 
it's Aquarius. Right. I was going to ask this. I was going to ask, when does the astrological side come into play? Right. Here we go. So in this life's car, you've got Aquarius navigating. It's over there with the Thomas Brothers Guide for those who are old enough to remember. <laughs> We've talked about the Thomas Brothers Guide, the Thomas Guide on this show. Excellent. And back, you know who brought it up? Tanya Perez, a friend of ours. Keep going. Um, course because you ha- if you've got a Thomas guide you know under the the front seat of your car which we all did open to page 465 because that's what you did um anyway you've got your Thomas guide that is Aquarius Aquarius is your freak Aquarius is your innovative optimistic I see the best potential in everyone and damn it to hell, they won't necessarily follow it. But honestly, I don't care because they just got to do them. I got to do me. Aquarius is a little detached, a little cold. Aquarius loves to talk, loves to get a group together and bring that energy to an elevated state. And it's it's just never ending with brilliant ideas, like the kind that just keep you from going to sleep at night. And it's navigating over there, chatty, chat, chat. Ooh, we could try this. Oh, how about this? We could do this. Ooh, or let's do it this way. That'll be more uh, more adventurous. That'll be something that's a little different. Let's try that. Meanwhile, Taurus is like, can we just stick with the plan that we freaking created? <laughs> Why do you keep feeling the need to change things up? We, we have a, a route that we went ahead and planned out at the beginning. Aquarius, quit interjecting new ways that this could go. Meanwhile, in the back seat, We've got your Leo moon kicking the seats going, are we there yet? Are we there yet? People need to see me. I need to get out of the car and strut and people need to see the spotlight that is trained on me as I live out my life. And y'all arguing in this car are making it really tough for people to enjoy the beauty that is me. Where does the time frame begin? Meaning, so when we say... I'm in year four, for instance. Did it begin on January 1st, 2022? Or did it begin on my birthday of today, 2022? Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. It begins when the year changes. So it's not so much your vibe of the year. It is the vibe of your year. So let me, you ready for me to go through all, all nine? Before we do the numbers, let's just go through this one more time. What you want to do is take your birthday and your birthday, let's say, we'll go with my birthday, January 24th, 1970. That's one plus two plus four plus one plus nine plus seven plus zero. So January 24th, 1970. We're going to keep adding those numbers together. Until we get a single digit. So if everybody who's listening has done that, I'll give you a second to do that. Get your math together. Write it out. Don't use the new math that the kids are using today. You'll just drive yourself bonkers. Go old school math. Get your abacus out. Get your- Okay, you have your single number. Now, this is one through nine. Bonnie's going to give you your precursor dispositions. What do you want to call them? Here's the way I like to do it. I like to actually go through if you're in a one year, two year, da, 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 first, because it tells a really great story from one to nine. And then come back and say, so if you were born of this, and then I can use shorthand because I've already told you the bigger story. Got it. And also, since we are talking about the year that you're in as the mechanism by which you understand all the rest of this, let's note that if Steve were doing his numerology for the year 2022, he would just take the one for January and the 24 for the 24th and add that to 2022. 
He throws right. out his birth year when he's doing a right. current year. We don't, it doesn't matter what you were born. It is what is the energy of you this year. Right. So the first number that you added up, if you're listening, is your personal birthday number, your personal number. That one's called your life number or your birth number. Awesome. And now we're in our current number. Is this what you call And then it? I just say, yeah, what, what numerology are you in this year? What's your, what's your year? What's your, I don't know. What, what would I call it? What, what, what number are you in is the way I talk about it. Cool. So here we go from one to nine. This is what, this is the stretch of time. Okay. So if you're in a one year, you are planting seeds. You are having this assertive energy to go out and create things, start things, initiate. You are getting knocked up because it is time to plant those seeds for the things that you want to make happen over the course of this nine-year period. In a two-year, you're in the abort or knit booties phase. You've gotten knocked up and now you got to decide, am I going to be down for this? And I trust that that assertive energy I had last year was making some good choices, even though right now I'm a little more emotional. I'm a little scared. I'm uh, I'm not sure that I actually have it in me to do the thing that I said I was going to do. Or do you say, yeah, so I'm going to not, I'm not going to do this. And then that means in the three year, you have the results of what you planted in the one year based on, did you nurture it or kill it off and have to start over in the two year? So the three year is a manifestation year. It's a year of celebration. It's the first visible evidence of the seeds that you planted in the one year really starting to come to light. In the four year, well, you had this baby. So now you got to like roll up the sleeves and put in the work. You got to send it off to college, which means you got to make some money. You got to put your head down. You got to just get some work flowing in order to support this family that you've started growing here. In a five year, you got the kid off to college. So now it's time to celebrate. Five year is reckless and playful and fun and frisky and you're throwing a party and you're swinging from the chandeliers and you're incredibly rebellious and it feels so, so good to be in a five year. And then you're in a six year. When you're in a six year, well, you kind of messed up your house. So you got to clean it up. Now you got to like get, get the list out. What needs to be done? What needs to be repaired? What needs to be put back in order? How can we make this nice again? How can we heal from all the recklessness that we just did the year before? In a seven year, Now that your house is in order, you're going to go even deeper with your healing. You're going to go within. You're going to become the caterpillar inside the cocoon. You are in chrysalis state. You are neither caterpillar nor butterfly as the year goes on. And you really don't people because you're introspective, navel gazing, philosophical, possibly going on a religious quest or certainly a spiritual journey of some kind to figure out who you want to be as you get to the end of this cycle. In an eight year, as you would imagine, if you have been inside a cocoon, in an eight year, you spread your wings because now you are the butterfly breaking free. You have done the inner work to sustain whatever it is that you needed, that courage that the seven year builds to sustain in in an eight year. You are stretching your wings, you're flying, it's a year of power, it's a year of leadership, it's a year of visibility. You cannot hide in an eight year, which means if you don't like being a leader, you will have power pushed against you in ways that make you uncomfortable. So that work that you did in the seven year to get courageous really makes a difference in how successful your eight year is, but it's a very public year. 
And then in a nine year, you are taking stock of everything that that nine year cycle was all about. You went through that full journey. You're clearing out the closets. You're going to pull out old skeletons from all the way back through the nine years. And if you had hitchhikers from the nine year cycle before that and before that and before that, here is another opportunity to let those things go, to do some decluttering, clear out the closets, release end things, close it off because in a one year we start over again and only want to bring into the new nine-year cycle things that light you up and make you happy. I love that from five to six, it was like, party. And six was, oh my God, you messed up the house. Clean the house. So Tanya Perez, speaking of, Uh she's born a five. No shock. Oh, she totally. She is a party. She is a nonstop party. When I go to New York and visit Tanya, I have to bring bail money because I never <laughs> know what's going to happen. You can go and listen to Tanya and Ryan Basham's show called Road Trip Gone Good. Search the episode guide. Okay, so now everyone who's listening, that is the overall spectrum, if you will, of what the nine-year um, structure looks like. But then you figured out what your personal number is. Can we go through one through nine in a similar fashion and tell people what their, you know, three beats, four beats are for each of those? So if you're born in a one year, if you are born a one, if your birth number is a one, you are a self-starter. You have the energy of leadership and you don't mind getting in there and making things happen. You may not always think it through before you get it started, but that's okay. There's always time to think later. If you're born a two, you are a little more emotionally sensitive and intuitive than others around you. And sometimes you can let that emotional set point cause you to not take action. And sometimes you create a, a relationship of trust, of, of really tuning into your intuitive powers and your empath abilities so that you can uh, make decisions. But a, a two can be an indecisive kind of personality. Someone who's born a three is someone who has manifestation powers that are really beautiful. They can just think up a thing and then it exists. They are uh, catalyzers. They go into other people's lives and create things in, in magical ways. So you love having them on your team. You love having them as a part of your world. People who are born a four are sure that everything takes hard work. They are almost always going to see life as a a set of problems to be solved and a lot of steps needed to solve those problems. They they just physically are going to feel like they have to put in the work or mentally are going to feel like there's a lot of Rubik's cube solving to to go through to get anything done. A lot of efforting. Someone who is born a 5 is going to be more playful and cheerful and optimistic and glee-filled and you know why plan ahead for tomorrow we can have more fun today if we just don't even think that tomorrow is ever going to come there is a, a recklessness and rebellious uh, energy around a 5 they are a lot of fun to be around people who are born a 6 are those great hostesses that throw the amazing dinner parties they're fantastic at healing uh, they are natural healers. They they see what is wrong in someone. And if, especially if they have a lot of water in their charts, they can just intuitively pick up on what people need to uh, to feel better and can offer that. 
They uh, are a little more domestic. They're a little more focused on building a happy home and having a happy home life than they may be on their work, or they turn their work into their family and uh, their fan base is their extended family and, and they treat it very personally. The person who is born a seven is usually pretty introverted. They're usually very intuitive, but the act of peopling is exhausting. It is something that is just really challenging uh, emotionally and just on the nervous system because they are so philosophical and so deep. And that, that wisdom that they bring to everything is a superpower, but it really takes having good energetic boundaries because they are so sensitive to that, uh, that, that existence of other people's energies. Uh, and they really spend a lot of time just reconnecting from within. People who are born in eight are the life of the party because they don't mind being seen. They're gregarious. They're if if the seven is the introvert, the eight is the extrovert. They are natural leaders. They're very powerful personalities. This is problematic when they're kids because they are leaders before they are allowed to be in our world and uh, and usually shamed for being bossy. Uh, but as they grow through life, if they didn't get that knocked out of them, they feel very confident in taking steps forward to be in the spotlight and make things happen. Someone who is born a nine tends to be very wise, philosophical like the seven, yes, but also detached in a way that feels like we've all been here all this time and all these many times before. How much do we actually need in the world? Nines can either be hoarders because they really want to hold on to everything that it is to be a human, or they are minimalists because they really don't see the point in having a lot of connections to physical things. Uh, but they tend to be very wise and, and have good advice for everyone. For anyone who's listening, perspective plays into this because don't you feel that some people hear something like that and think, oh my God, I'm so sick of everybody saying that I can't let things go. Mm. The perspective on that and the other way to look at it is there's something great about not letting things go. There's something great about holding on to things emotionally that make me feel better or give me comfort or make me wiser, as you said, right, for number nine. So does perspective play into this for people who get frustrated in hearing something as simple as you're always late, <laughs> right? Because one of these numbers, somebody's, one of these numbers has to fall into that person who's always late. I'm, I am talking about my sister. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah. Well, the, the, the thing of all astrology and numerology for me is that it gives us permission to be who we already are. It gives us something that we can point at and say, well, you know, I, I'm like that because I'm a, and then fill in the blank. And here I am, somebody who worked for decades with actors and said, oh, you, you know, you need to lean into your rebel. You need to really bump up the part of your type persona that is more rebellious and edgy. And they would go, no, 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 I have to stay. I have to have this conservative haircut. I have to stay castable in the mainstream, blah, blah, blah. But then when they come to me for chart harmony and I point in their chart where the rebel is, or I tell them in their numerology that they're born a five, suddenly they're like, yay, I can do the thing. And I'm like, oh my God, you could do the thing that I was already advising you to do just because it would have been smart business all that time. Okay, fine. But the chart, like all the memes at Instagram, they give us permission to be who we are. And you know, th there's silliness to that, but it's also something that's incredibly freeing. But for sure, the, the idea of I get to be late because that is something that is a part of my makeup 
And then also knowing every superpower has a shadow side and therefore every shadow side has a superpower. Just like you said, holding on to things actually doesn't become something that we have to be ashamed of. And shame is always a plus one activity. If ever we're feeling shame about anything, it just means that we're involving the point of view of somebody else. If we just take a look at ourselves solo, do we feel shame around the fact that we hang on to things? If we do, it's only because we are running scripts in our brain that come from other people's words against us. No, I totally get that. Now, before we wrap this up, I have one final question, which is something that maybe other people listening are thinking about. Is there a best number and a worst number? I don't think so, because I think that we get born into the energy that we if you believe in past lives, karmically need to experience. And if you don't believe in past lives, that we energetically are lined up to experience. And the resistance that we may feel or the struggle that we may feel around our birth settings uh, is just an indication of the work that we need to do to align with self-acceptance. I mean, which is kind of the journey of life for all of us, even if we're not woo, right? Okay, we close our shows here with three very easy questions. Don't panic. I asked them of all the guests. Question number one is the easiest one of all. Where do people find you online and where do they find Chart Harmony to get more time with you one-on-one on their birthday, for God's sakes? Right. Chartharmony.com will take care of the latter. I have different ways that you can engage with me there as well as my Chart Harmony Instagram account. Personally, I'm at bonniegillespie.com and that has all the Hollywood side of my life as well as the woo goodies. And my Instagram is bonnie.gillespie because some bastard went ahead of me and got the one without the dot and just parked it and they want me to pay them for it. Forget <laughs> They that. did it to Oprah. So be, be, be honored that they did it to you too. Okay. Last two questions. These can go back to anything we've already talked about or anything you just want to say. Question number one is who inspires you? The more I work on my astrological and numerological business, I have to say my mom, who passed away in 2000, so uh, it, it's it's her her resilience and her ability to, without a college degree, without understanding entrepreneurship at all, except intuitively, to start a business on something that was so taboo in Atlanta, Georgia in the 70s and build an empire out of it, I didn't realize how much she was teaching me that I could build my own business and that I could unapologetically do something that might not be all that popular and get paid to do it and have fun doing it and really not ask anybody else if it's okay. Uh, I didn't realize how strong and brilliant she was until I've gone back through some of my early, early notes and connections with her and all of the learning of the the astrologer's daughter work uh, to realize how inspiring she is and was. The final question is not even a question. It's a statement. Finish it any way you'd like. Tell me something good. Every day is a choice. Every minute is a choice. Every reaction is a choice. Every breath is a choice. Every response is a choice. To me, freedom means options. 
and we have infinite choice in everything we do in life. And to me, that is really, really good. Thank you, Bonnie, for sharing your good. Check out her website at Chart Harmony for more ways to explore yourself. Ooh, that sounds dirty, but I'm going to go with it. Next time on World Gone Good. These books go out into the world and create all these little ripples. And then those ripples become a wave. And that wave is where the change happens. Author Sarah Woodard has a personal connection to Mother Earth, and she channels that connection into the more than 40 children's books she has written. She shares the good talk of helping parents and teachers raise the next generation of activists and dealing how to deal with compassion fatigue. I don't even know what that is. I didn't know what it was. Now I do. I can't wait for you to hear our chat. Until then, be good.